Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. Thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. When my sister and oldest brother were younger, but my sister was around 10 and my oldest brother is three years younger than her, my mum was a single mother having to raise them both. She took public transport to work. She said that there were a lot of shady characters that she met. Her worst fear, being a 5'3 girl weighing about 110 pounds, was that someone would start a confrontation with her or follow her home. Now, one night, after picking my brother and sister up from daycare, they headed home and my mum was shocked to find that the front door was unlocked. This was strange because she always locked her doors, but that particular morning she had been running late and figured that she must have just forgot. Heading into the house, my mum just couldn't shake the feeling that something was off as she entered her room, and that's when she noticed that her dresser drawer was open, and her socks and pantyhose and underwear had obviously been rifled through. She asked my sister, who's blind, if she'd been digging around in her dresser looking for something. My sister told her that she wouldn't dare go into her room as it was off limits, and if she had, what could she have possibly wanted out of her dresser? Just to be sure as well, she asked my brother if he went into her room and my brother scoffed at the accusation. My mother then began to search under her bed, in her bathroom and then her closet. And when she opened the closet door, the bedroom light cast just enough light inside to see the shape of a man sitting down in the floor of her closet. A pair of pantyhose pulled over his face to hide any identifying facial features. While the mental image of the man with the pantyhose pulled over his head might sound hilarious, the sounds of a small woman desperately closing the door and trying to keep it shut as this man began slamming his fists against the door while she screamed at her children to hide and call the police is anything but hilarious. I think the only reason this man didn't overpower my mother right away was because she slid down to the floor and had pushed her legs against the nearby dresser to steady herself. She soon could feel him slamming his full weight against the door and she screamed out again for my brother and sister to hide and call the police. My brother was too afraid to leave my mother alone and stayed in the room while my sister headed down the hallway and managed to find her way to the landline and dialed 911. 
My mother tried her best to keep the door shut, but eventually the man had thrown his weight against the door so much, forcing my mum to slide forward and, by default, push the dresser further and further back until it was just too far back to keep my mum wedged between it and the closet. The man finally pushed against the door hard enough that he managed to get the advantage as my mother felt the door being forced open. She cut her losses though and stood up, quickly running towards my brother to grab him. The man fell into the ground as the door swung open and quickly scrambled to his feet, pushing the two out of the way as he just bolted out the front door. When the police arrived, he was obviously long gone and they never found the guy. The police searched the house to see how he got in and to see if he had an accomplice with him or stuff like that. But the only thing that they could deduce is that he got in because my mother forgot to lock the door. My mum figured the man was trying to rob them and hid in a closet when they heard them come home, but the police stated that the only thing he had gone through was my mother's dresser drawer and also a drawer in the kitchen, because in the closet that he was hiding in, they found one of my mother's kitchen knives. They wanted my mother to give a description, but she couldn't as she never clearly got a good look at his face. After that happened... My mother ended up getting a Norwegian Elkhound puppy to train as a guard dog and she, as far as she knows, never encountered the man from her closet ever again. But a part of her always wondered if he knew where she lived because he was one of the many faces that rode that public transport with her all those years ago. So for context, I'm a 22-year-old male and I live in a large city in the Midwest. Now, I drive for Lyft while putting myself through trade school. I drive for other similar companies, but that's beside the point. I have many other stories from them as well, but this is the one that I would like to share. So, it was Christmas Eve 2020. I was out running Lyft for a few hours before heading to my mum's with my new baby and wife. Nothing special going on for the night really, just the usual pretty much. I get a ride request, it was a pickup from this kind of lower income apartment complex, no big deal. I arrive and I find my passenger, he has all of his belongings, several boxes of stuff in fact. My car is a 2006 Chevy Impala so it's not too big, but we managed to get all of his stuff loaded up, just barely, and we're on our way. During the ride, he's crying, saying that his girlfriend was cheating on him and had walked in on them earlier that night. He couldn't stay there because it was her name on the lease, so I was taking him to a hotel, apparently. Now, in my city, we have a street that is well known for having vices, hookers, drugs, gangs, weapons, and just shady motels. The works. We get to the motel, and he asks me to wait for him to check in and get his key. No problem, man, I say. I'll confess, though, that I break the rules a little when it comes to lifts. But I do have a gun hidden in a concealed holster secured to the underside of my driver's seat for protection. Reason being, driving lift and other contract apps, I've had knives and guns pulled on me, as well as people have tried to fight me, rob me, and all kinds of other things. But like I said, another time. This motel was on that street that I mentioned before, though homeless people were everywhere 
There was a dude on the far corner of the complex that still had a needle in his arm, passed out against the building, and I'm a big fan of true crime and all and horror narration, so I'm definitely on edge. He gets his key though, and the whole motel is ground level, so to help this guy out, I drive to his door. As I mentioned before, he had a lot of stuff too, so I started to help him unload his stuff. But while on my second trip getting all that, I saw a guy come out of the room just to the south of my car, followed by two ladies. They came up to the room that I was next to, not my passenger, but one of the ladies pounded on the door and then opened it. That's when I saw this guy raise a shotgun up out of his long coat and storm into the room. The two ladies followed him, slamming the door behind them, and in the following I heard a lot of yelling and shouting. I was just waiting for shots to ring out. When out of nowhere, my passenger came up behind me. I can take this man. Go ahead and take off. Have a Merry Christmas. And he gave me a cash tip. I didn't even notice that he took the boxes out of my hands or slid a $5 bill in my pocket because I was just completely frozen to be honest. I knew that they may have been going down into that room, but I had to leave or at least get to where I could get my gun. I know the guy and both the ladies saw me and I know that they knew that I saw the gun. I had to get out of there though. You know, no witnesses and all that. So I got in my car and I just sped away quickly. I got a block or so away I think and then I sat down for a second and just called the cops. I gave them every detail that I could and after I got off the phone with the police I signed out of Lyft. I didn't have much money, but I was done. I got a call later that night. The cops apparently investigated. They never found the gunman or the women, and they never entered the door that I saw them come out of. And the occupants of the room they went into said that nothing had happened and that I was just making everything up. Well, I know what I saw. In February of 2012, I went to visit my grandfather's grave for his birthday. His death was really a hard thing for me to deal with, as he had died in March of 2011 and was still very fresh to me. I was kneeling in front of his grave with my head down, mourning and crying, when my body went into full dangerous close-by mode. I looked up to see a man running full sprint from the woods surrounding the cemetery, and forced myself to get into my truck as quickly as possible without the man getting close to me. By the time that I had made it to my truck, he had gotten about 50 feet from me. I jumped in and locked the door, much to his apparent displeasure. He threw his hands up in a huff like his favorite team had just lost a football game. I started the truck and started to drive out as fast as I could, but not before driving right past him. I didn't break eye contact for a second and neither did he so I got a really good look at this guy's face. Cut to a few years later and I'm at work bored and decided to download an app that had a ton of paranormal, cryptid, serial killer and UFO articles. And as I was browsing through the serial killers I came across one that made my heart drop. Israel Kais. It's a horrible story and you can look him up for more information if you would like. 
but apparently he would bury things like kits in places long before he ever committed the crimes, in sort of a way to prepare for things. And I often think back to that day when he chased me through the graveyard like that, and I wonder if there was a kit buried in those woods. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish, or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So about three years ago, my mom and I were living in a one-bedroom apartment. We didn't really have any money and it was the only place that we could afford. It was a super old Victorian home in Tacoma, WA that had been sectioned off into four different little apartments. Since I was a kid, I have always been super sensitive to, well, energies, I guess you would call them. Whether it's people or a place, if there's some type of a, a negativity, I can sort of sense it. When we first moved in there too, I immediately felt weird. I wouldn't say that I felt anything evil there, but the place just felt really off. Anyway... A couple of months in, I went to spend the night at my boyfriend's place, which wasn't something that I did often. About 9.30, I got a call from my mum, mind you, at the time she was 63. I picked up and could immediately tell that she was really upset. She asked me if I was at my boyfriend's and if I was okay. I told her yes, that I'm perfectly fine, and she then explained to me that she'd gone to lay down to go to sleep when she heard my voice yell her name. At first I sort of doubted it and thought that maybe she'd had a bad dream, but she was so sure that she hadn't even been laying down more than a minute, still wide awake, and then it was like I was right in the doorway yelling mama. We both tried to forget about it to be honest, but my mum was convinced that something was there in our apartment that was trying to scare her. A week later she had gotten some Palo Santos to try cleansing the apartment, she again did this while I was out, but she called me scared, begging me to come home. When I got back, she explained that she had done the usual starting from the front door, going through the living room to the bed and the bath, then the kitchen, working her way front to back. She said that she came to walk back into the living room where we had this little table and chairs, and her chair was pulled out from the table, tilted back, balancing on its back legs. I tried reassuring her that we would start looking for a new place, but it wasn't going to happen fast because of our money problems. And it was about maybe a month after that that I was on the couch while she was cutting vegetables for dinner and I heard her scream. 
I ran into the kitchen and she said that she had placed the knife down on the cutting board, turned around to the sink to grab another vegetable and when she turned back, the knife was gone. She said that she turned back to the sink and was checking the counters but it wasn't there so she opened up the drawer to get another knife and when she turned back to the cutting board, it was there again. Well, we left the next day to stay with a friend for a while but this was most scared that I'd ever seen my mum and I know it wasn't because she was losing it or just getting old. She was still very lucid. I still believe that if we had stayed there that something bad would have happened to her or maybe even to me. So before I get started to make things a little bit easier I suppose... I'm just going to label my cats in orders of alphabet, sort of. So, E, that's my old grey cat. T, that's the calico cat that ran away. And B, that's the white kitten with a black tail. Now, normally I probably wouldn't share something like this, but this is the fourth time something strange has happened, and it's left me more than a, a little creeped out and wanting to vent and maybe get an opinion or two on the matter as well. So my family, which is me, my sister and my mother, moved to a new house about two years ago and the basement downstairs is unfinished with the laundry room to one side split with a wall and the rest of the basement is supposed to be a sort of play or gaming TV watching area for my sister and I. The basement has always been a creepy area but it's a basement right? No one likes basements so I never really thought much of it until well now. So the first event, it was probably like five or six months since we had moved into the house and I was downstairs watching something when I heard my name from the laundry room. The catch? My mum was working evenings and it was Friday, pre-COVID, so my sister was at my friend's house and I was alone with no one but my two cats E and T to keep me company. Needless to say, I turned the TV off and... I bolted upstairs. The second event, this took place maybe a few months after the first event, only T had just recently escaped from the new house, but we had no luck finding her and I remember being upstairs in the living room when I heard T meowing from downstairs. The problem was that I knew that it wasn't just mistaking E's meowing for T's because E was in my mum's room. I went in to check, E was still in my mum's bed and when I went back to the living room, the meowing had stopped. I didn't go downstairs to check because it was just really creepy. The third event, this one took place maybe a month ago I think. We got our new kitten B in November of last year and she's a rowdy little thing, getting into all the nooks and the crannies of everything. She also annoys E every chance that she has and one day I was watching them just run around each other when E came flying past me from the basement and into the kitchen. I was heading downstairs to the freezer I think when I saw E at the bottom of the stairs. I just sort of stared for a moment before I backpedaled and searched for E where I knew that I had just seen her rush past me and found her in my room. I rushed down the stairs and the only one down there was B. I have no idea what happened that day. I 
Don't know if I was just hallucinating or what, but it was creepy. Now, the fourth and the final event happened just recently. I was downstairs again when I heard meowing from the far upper left corner from where I was sitting of the basement. The only problem was that I knew that my cats were in the laundry room playing with each other and even though I could hear them, I got up to check just in case. I decided that because my mother was home at this time, I had the ability to check out whatever was happening because this time if something did happen, at the very least I could scream and be heard. But when I did, I found nothing but scratches in the concrete floor leading under this shelf thing that my mum has. Now, I don't know if a cat can scratch into concrete floor, but I don't think they can, so if you can, prove me wrong, but... I don't know, something weird is going on in this house and I don't know what it is. Anyways, there's lots of bad vibes all around here and I've been trying to keep away from the basement at night now and any meowing that comes from the basement is pretty much ignored because I don't know what's going on down there but it's definitely not my cat's. So I've always experienced little creepy things throughout my life, but nothing huge. I moved from California to western New York to live with my boyfriend, and we moved into our new place. It's a really nice area, so I would say that I lived without huge fear of anything really happening. We work nights, but I'm currently laid off due to COVID. My boyfriend still works though, 8pm to 4am, so... I'm awake and alone during these hours with my dog and two cats. Now, it all started off as knocks on my back door, always coming from the back door too, that I would sometimes get scared of, but I just passed them off as the wind. But then one day, while I was playing PS4 online while in a party chat, I hear a lady sobbing outside. I tell my friends and they tell me to not open the door believing that it could be a human trafficking trick. So I crawl to the window and peek outside only to find that there's nobody out there. So we joke that my backyard is haunted and all that but I didn't really think much of it. I eventually even forgot about it. Now this one stands out to me though because I almost ran outside. I was on the phone with my family as my boyfriend was leaving to work. He usually lets the dog out before he leaves and sometimes she doesn't come back in immediately. This is important too because she has escaped from our yard as my boyfriend leaves and we have to chase her down the block to catch her. So while I'm on the phone, I clearly hear my boyfriend yell the F-bomb. I immediately think, oh no, the dog has escaped. So I hang up the phone and rush to the door but I realize that his car is gone. So I hang up the phone and I rush to the door but I realize that his car is gone so I just stand there confused and call him. Hey uh, what happened? Did Ruby get out? Uh, no she's inside. Why did you think that? Well I just I thought that I heard you yell outside. Oh well that's weird. No, I'm like a few blocks away right now. I was left extremely confused as I have never experienced that. 
I keep hearing things since then though, like knocks and bangs, even meowing ones, but I ignore them all because I don't want to go outside. Whoever or whatever it was, it wants me outside I guess, and obviously I, I don't want to do that. So at around 3.30am today, my boyfriend got out early and got home. But as I was doing dishes, I didn't get to hug him with his welcome back hug yet. He went upstairs to get changed and I continued doing my thing. But I then hear him at the back door saying hello. For a moment, I'm thinking, he's outside the door and needs me to unlock it and open it. But I quickly realize that he's upstairs. So I just sort of freeze and immediately call him as I'm scared and confused. He tells me that he didn't say hello and that he's in the bathroom. I slowly walk away from the kitchen to the opposite side of the house and at this point, I'm shaking pretty hard. I mean, it was definitely his voice and rhythm. Whatever it is, it mimicked his voice perfectly. Nothing else has happened as now the sun is out, but I do worry for tomorrow and every night after that. I guess, luckily, I, I'm not getting hurt by it or anything like that, but it's just a very scary experience. And it's honestly giving some anxiety now every time that I open that door, too. One of my friends has told me to get my house blessed, although nothing ever really happens in the house, it's only in my backyard. I was also told to put nickels on the windows or something like that. I don't know if I'm going crazy and imagining all this. I wouldn't believe that it could be that though because it doesn't happen when I'm thinking about it. It happens at random moments when it happens at random moments when I'm too busy doing something to be able to imagine it. I'm not on any medications. I don't drink or do any drugs. I have looked online for anything similar but haven't found anything yet. What do you guys think? So this is my story and I guess perhaps it's not so much a story as such but a few separate encounters that I've had with the paranormal. It's not structured in a linear way and it doesn't have a twist or a dramatic end because unlike a lot of other paranormal internet stories, these events that I experienced are actually true. These events took place about 8 years ago in my house in Fitch's Crescent, Melbourne, Essex, England. I can't give out the exact door number for obvious reasons, but this house was, and as a non-believer in the paranormal it pains me to say it, actually haunted. I knew it too, and all my friends knew it as well. I feel pretty ignorant, I guess, to still be using scientific reasoning behind ghosts not existing after my experiences in this house. Perhaps I just try to comfort myself or something. I don't know, but... If ghosts don't exist, then what on earth was going on in this house? Anyway, these events happened over the ages of 17 to 21 years old. Without further ado, here's what happened. Firstly, this was, and I believe still is, a council house. The previous occupants had died there, which added to the whole spooky ambience of the abode. What's weird though is that... I'm sure the house was not haunted by him. He had his name spelt into the concrete in the back garden, crudely done by Finger, 
when the concrete was fresh and wet, of course. One thing I want to clear up too, pretty much everyone in our house, we were weed smokers. We understand that consumption of cannabis makes you more anxious to the frequent small knocks and creaks of the house. Sometimes under the right atmosphere it could make you feel like you're being watched. And for all intents and purposes, I'll be leaving out these small encounters purely because of the fact that they could be down to the paranoia. But what I'm going to present to you is the slap bang in the face big unexplainable things that happened. The things that couldn't simply be chalked up to paranoia. So, one day, me and my mother were sitting in the living room, casual afternoon, broad daylight, but we were then startled by the sound of choking behind one of the beanbags near the TV. It sounded like one of our cats was being sick, hocking up a furball if you've ever heard it. Me and my mum gave each other the look, the look being some freaky stuff was going on and we both knew it. Although, if the cat was choking, it was probably a good idea to try and save it, right? After all, we did love this little guy. So I got up to move the beanbag and to my avail, no cat. Also, the choking stopped immediately after I moved the bag too. This was one of the many things that happened in this house that we knew to be immediately haunted. The next one is a strange one. Me and my mum and dad and a couple of my friends were all sitting around the table in the kitchen, evening, smoking as we did. Yeah, I guess you could say that it was a bit of a weird setup, but it was better than smoking in the streets and my friends all got on incredibly well with my mum. She was quite the magnetic person. Sometimes I wondered if my friends liked her more than me, in fact. But we were all sitting in the kitchen and my mum pointed out that she could see my reflection of my face in the window, which wouldn't have been so weird if it weren't for me facing away from the window. Everyone else's faces were reflected normally in accordance with the laws of physics, but not mine. I was facing the wall with my back to the window, yet my face was being reflected as if it were facing it. The only difference being the section where my eyes are positioned were completely blacked out, like a shadow stretching across just that part of my face. But we searched the whole room, looking for anything that could have explained this sort of reflection, but there was nothing. No mirrors, no shiny cooker, nothing but just the matte painted walls. Why it had to be me that this happened to, I don't know, but it was freaky. So this next one is the same story as before, but now daytime. Me and my family and friends were in the kitchen. We spent a lot of time in the kitchen actually. It was more sociable than the living room, I guess. But as we're all sitting there, a thick brown smoke started coming through the spotlights in the ceiling, and weirdly it was like the color of chocolate. This is inconsistent with tobacco smoke, which gives off a grayish color, but the smoke sort of hung near the ceiling and didn't fall down to us, and remained there for about two minutes, I would say, before just disappearing completely. And after that, it never happened again. The next one was the first time that I'd actually seen whatever it was that was haunting my house. And quite honestly, the image has been burned into my mind and pretty much lives there rent-free now. So one night, I headed downstairs to go for a pee. Everyone else in the house was sound asleep as it was about 3 in the morning. 
We had a medicine cabinet mirror in the front of our toilet that reflected into the hallway leading into the living room. And as I was doing my thing, I looked into the mirror and saw in the living room doorway a white ghostly looking girl just looking back at me. I sharply stopped what I was doing and turned around, to which point she was now gone. I remember seeing her though. She was taller than I was, maybe about five foot nine with long black hair, Victorian clothing, typical I know, and a very non-threatening face. Remember, just because there's a ghost in the house doesn't mean that it wants to cause you harm, I suppose. But this encounter obviously terrified me. I shot upstairs straight back to bed afterwards, telling everyone of what I saw the next day, but still trying to convince myself that I must be seeing things. Now, the next encounter was by far the most threatening. I'm not sure what it was about it too, but this felt just completely hostile. So it was just me and my mum in the kitchen this time, sitting and chatting as we always did. Broad daylight, may I add. As we were chatting away, we heard a scuttling coming from the living room. Like a fast series of taps on the floor. Like if there were a giant spider tapping around. We look at each other and did the look. You heard that, right? I asked my mum, to which she agreed that she did. And then it happened again. It was really unusual too because we'd never heard anything like this before. A scuttling. Then all of a sudden, it sounded as if the scuttling started running from the living room into the bathroom next to the kitchen that we were in. We both stood up, my heart pounding, and for the first time it actually invoked a fight for your life feeling in me. I was in full defense mode ready to protect me and my mum against whatever this thing was. I can't explain what this feeling was though, like an imminent death is coming sort of feeling, so try your hardest to not let that happen. We stood there for a few seconds and nothing came of it. I was stuck where I was standing for about half a minute I would guess before cautiously proceeding into the hallways to see what the heck just happened. And again, nothing. There was nothing there. This was definitely the most threatening presence that we'd ever experienced in that house. And man, that one was really scary. The next story was one morning. My mum went to greet one of our neighbours. This neighbour was also a family friend. And we'd regularly visit her house. And she'd frequently come over to ours as well. However, this morning, the neighbour was off with my mum. Finally decided to talk to me, have ya? She said. Confused, my mum asked her what she meant. My mum had been asleep most of this morning, so had no idea what she had done to provoke such hostility. And according to my neighbour, she had tried knocking earlier and saw a hand glide over the door handle and then move away. Now, it was only me, my mum and my dad in this house at the time. I have a sister, but she was at a sleepover at her friend's. My mum of course cleared this up with the neighbour but the idea of where the hand came from left us all very confused. Although it was lucky the neighbour knew of the reputation this house had for the weird going ons inside. The next event occurred whilst I wasn't home. 
It was my family and my friends waiting for me to get home who were there at that time. Remember how I said that my mum was that magnetic? Well, when I got home, I was told about this strange thing that happened while I was away that they happened to get an audio recording of. But they were in the kitchen and could hear walking around upstairs. There were various other noises like coughing and mumblings and then all of a sudden a guitar being plucked a couple of times. Spooked, my friend went upstairs to investigate into my sister's room and when she entered, she saw the guitar, which usually was on its stand, placed on my sister's bed. The final thing that happened was back to the kitchen. I had a particular friend over who was a non-believer in the paranormal too. He was very smugly a non-believer too and we'd tell him all of the strange experiences that happened and he would say, I'm sure you're all very sincere about these experiences, but with a hint of, yeah, that couldn't happen about it. And just as he was giving one of his ghosts aren't real speeches, a roach, a bit of rolled up cardboard to put in a cigarette, fell into his lap. Now, let me just say that no one knew where on earth this could have come from, and it stopped his speech in his tracks. He tried to look and find an explanation of where it could have come from, but no one was prepping anything at the time. Bemused that he could find no explanation, my family smugly laughed at this because it was perfectly time proof that something strange was going on in this house. Safe to say, he never brought it up again. And that's about all I can recall for now, I think. Like I said, this story has no dramatic twist or scary ending, but everything that I've said is completely true. These events actually happened and no one was hurt and there's no tragic outcome, but we've moved from that house for now and I've never experienced ongoings like that since. I've put off sharing it with the world until now because, well, it's not really a compelling story like you see with creepypastas or anything. But, I don't know, I just felt like you guys might appreciate the weird going-ons in my old house in Malden, Essex. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared Podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.